Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, my work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better. And yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about being happy, doing what makes us feel good, and what makes us feel happy, or, well, I don't like to use the word makes us, but what kind of triggers happiness in us, what we enjoy, what we feel good doing. So let's dive into this topic. I think I talked in a previous episode about how one of the things that I learned in 2018 when I had my first podcast was I really kind of made it my business to um, give my permission to feel good. And it's funny because it's not like I was walking around previously only doing things that didn't feel good. I mean, maybe in the period right right before that podcast, because we had had a lot going on. But, you know, um, there's definitely lots of times in my life where I was doing things I enjoyed and having lots of fun and, and all of that. But I realized in 2018 that there's a way in which I would do things um, prior to that that felt good. Well, it wasn't in 2018, I realized this. It was more like in 2020 um, that the awareness came to me. In 2018, I started actively practicing and figuring out what felt good. And so part of that was cutting out those movies that I realized didn't feel good and trying to figure out, you know, what to do 
like how to spend my time instead and what to focus on to feel good in the midst of the situation of kind of like an outer world reality of, of, uh, I talked about my situation with my kids homeschooling and feeling like I, it wasn't, um, it's like homeschooling them was right for them, but I needed to find a new way to do it. And I didn't have a new way and I couldn't change that, but I needed to change what I was experiencing and what I was, what I was feeling. Cause I was feeling trapped and unhappy and frustrated and not good. And so, um, in 2018, when I started the first podcast, it was a fall of 2018 And prior to that, I started really kind of like going on a study of how to make myself feel good. What, what could I do? Um, what did I enjoy? So I did a lot of, you know, cutting out those movies and TV shows. Like I talked about finding music that I really enjoyed, um, that felt good, that I liked it just because I felt good listening to it, um, you know, reconnecting back into nature, doing a lot of things back in nature, um, dancing, dancing just to dance, uh, and, and kind of instituting like almost like, um, a bunch of practices and habits of what felt good. And, um, in 2020, what I what came to me was an awareness that um, that all benefited me, but I came to an awareness that I had also been kind of like trying to feel good, um, also to avoid feeling bad. <laughs> And it's tricky because, yeah, if you are going to do something to feel good, aren't you trying to not feel bad? (laughs) Um, Duh, it seems like an obvious thing. But, you know, I've spent the last three years really, I don't know, it's like this question has come up to me over and over and over again about about this balance between feeling good, but not needing to always feel good. It's kind of this kind of crazy thing. I know you're like, Oh my God, Michelle, what are you talking about? But bear with me. Let me see if I can get through this because kind of a new perspective on it came today. Um, And maybe that's the best way to talk about it. So let me back up. This morning I woke up and my back was hurting and I don't know, it wasn't like, I didn't feel awful, but it wasn't like feeling great. I kind of got on my phone, I checked my email, I actually got on Facebook, which I try not to do. Um, But I was kind of like, I don't know, I was kind of like, directionless in a way. And then I got up and I went out into our, um, like living room, dining room, kitchen area, which had a lot of light streaming in. It was very pretty. 
and um, had some coffee and I talked to my husband and I talked to my son and, and, you know, it was, I was just kind of getting through my morning drinking tea, a very big cup of tea. Um, I felt like I needed it. And then um, I decided that I was going to go off and get some paints, um, some new paints to replace the ones that I got the other day that were kind of disappointing and frustrating because they aren't what what I thought they were. So I was going to go to Michael's and get some new colors and then maybe work on a painting. And in the meantime, I had um, my smoothie and I came into my office and I just sat down in my office. Um, it didn't have much light in it this morning. Um, the way the sun, I don't know, this time of the year, uh, just on this particular day, even though it's sunny um, in the front of our house, my and my office faces the same way. I'm My office is just enough next to the trees that I wasn't getting much sun in it. So I was kind of sitting a little bit in the shadow and in the dark and kind of feeling like, okay, I'll just drink my smoothie. And I have this cat um, that we've taken in. It was a stray cat and she's um, very loving. And she came over and sat on my lap and I was drinking my smoothie and I was looking at a painting that I put up when I rearranged my office, this this very powerful red painting I had done that was a painting of anger that turned into this beautiful painting. And then I looked at my painting on my um, easel from yesterday, which was the result of doing the episode, um, the last episode where I talked about, you know, painting, um, through my feelings of disappointment and frustration from the paints that I got that weren't what I expected. And I was looking at the two of these paintings, sitting there with this cat on my lap, and I realized I felt, I felt better, you know? It, it's not like I was feeling bad before, but I was kind of feeling directionless and, 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 I don't know, just kind of whatever. But I was sitting there and I felt this sense of kind of peace, connection, contentment, um, comfort. Uh, and, and I had this thought, which was this insight come to me, which was, what makes you happy? You know, do what makes you happy. Focus on what makes you happy. And I realized that that's what I was doing. Like having a cat in my lap that's appreciative to be there and purring. And this cat is very much like that. She's very um, gracious with her affection. Um, drinking this smoothie that makes my body feel good. Um, looking at these two paintings it was a feeling of happiness. I was looking at the painting from yesterday, the painting of, of dissatisfaction and frustration, but it, it doesn't feel like that. The outcome 
um, to me, when I look at it now, I feel like it's like a world that I could get lost into. It's, it's got these different colors and shades and, and, and I feel like it's just like, it's like stepping into this other place where it just feels, um, like I want to explore it and it feels good to just sit and look at it. And that's what I was doing. I was looking at that painting and the other painting, the red painting. And, um, and I was just feeling good. And it's interesting because I realized that I came to kind of a, like an insight came to me about how I wasn't trying to be happy to avoid the feelings I had been having before or to make them go away and this is the key thing it was that I was allowing myself to be and feel what I was feeling before which was kind of I don't know a little directionless a little uncertain a little sad, a little melancholy, a little, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I came into my office and I just let myself be in that emotional state. Um, just like, all right, well, I'm just going to sit down for a minute, you know, drink my smoothie. And then as I'm doing it, I'm focusing on these things that feel good not to get away from the feeling of the directionless and the not sure what I'm feelingness and all that stuff that I had been feeling, but letting that be, letting myself be that, but then also in just being that, letting myself kind of look and focus in on these things that feel good which was like the painting and the cat and um looking around my office and just like I cleaned my office and I rearranged it and I fixed some things that weren't really working for me that had been bothering me for a while um about where I store some of my art stuff and all of that and and it it and it felt good to look around and see that and and I realized that this is the thing that I've been trying to understand within myself that it's not it's like in 2018 to 2020 when I had my first podcast I learned and let myself I gave myself permission to to feel good and to explore what felt good to me just to feel good. But then there was this kind of feeling and this this message that I got um, kind of from some people that I had been listening to at the time and maybe this wasn't their intention. Um, I don't know. But, you know, that you need to always be feeling good. You need to always be doing this. You need to always be doing that. And then that meant that I was 
not allowing myself to feel what I was truly feeling. I wasn't allowing myself to truly tune into my own guidance system because I was always like trying to get myself to this happy place. Um, And in 2020 to 2000 and now, which is 2023, you know, um, what I, and in particular 2020, what I realized was that in letting myself feel all the things that I was feeling, I empowered myself more than I ever had because there were some things that I was feeling that I hadn't really been able to let myself feel before. And it was affecting me. It was affecting my energy. It was affecting my health. It was like, it was like, um, it had taken up like memory on my computer space and I couldn't get it back until I saw it. You know, um, it was like that. It was like energy that was like locked away that I couldn't access and utilize to my benefit until I saw it and felt it and let it be. And so there was a lot that I did in 2020 to 2000, really 2020 to 2022. Um, and, and even 2023 about, about that, about learning how to do that, about letting myself be and not avoiding when I don't feel good, letting myself feel the range of emotions, you know, because otherwise it would be kind of like being a painter and saying, I'm never going to paint with black because that's a dark color. I'm only going to paint in happy colors and that's all I'm going to ever do. Well, maybe, maybe that's your thing. But what I found is that, you know, um, it's the variety of the colors that allow a painting to create the emotional response. It's, it's the combination of the shadow and the light of the light and the dark and, and how those two interact with each other. Um, that I don't know, speak to me, you know, that convey something. And, and so it's the same thing. I feel like what I've learned is that with my emotions, you know, um, only trying to get myself to, well, first of all, before 2018, not knowing how to actively feel good because I'm actually just knowing how to practice feeling good and can do that kind of on not command, but on desire or on focus. That was a big thing that I was learning in 2018 to 2020. um, By learning how to, you know, how to dance and, and not how to dance, but to dance to feel good and to sing to feel good and to go out into nature and feel good. um, Just for the sheer purpose of feeling good to kind of um, empower myself with that feeling good. But to then make myself always try to feel good or feel like if I'm not feeling good, I'm doing something wrong did not serve me either. Um, 
And so allowing myself to feel all of the emotions, allowing myself to feel when I don't feel good, allowing myself to be unhappy when I'm not happy and, um, you know, to be okay with that and allow myself, like I talked about in the episode on anger, like letting my anger be a messenger and what is the message, right? Because that I've discovered that is what empowers me, not pretending it doesn't exist or sweeping it under the rug or hiding it. It's seeing it and becoming aware of it and then realizing that I have the ability to uh, make a different choice or to um, give myself compassion, you know, and self-care or whatever it is. And today, really the clarity that was coming to me is if you feel listless and you feel directionless and you're just not sure what's going on, it's okay to just embrace that. That's, you know, that is something I know that I've learned and I've practiced. I embrace my feelings. I embrace my awareness. Um, And that's what I was doing. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, this is what's happening today. And now I'm just going to come in my office and sit and drink a smoothie um, and wait until I'm done with it. And then I'll go to Michael's and I'll get my paints and whatever. And this is what it is. But as I was sitting there, this awareness was, but also you can, you can focus on that, which makes you happy. And, and the difference is, It wasn't trying to be happy to avoid the feeling of being directionless. Instead, it was allowing myself to be directionless and then sitting there and in that, just coming to peace with that, allowing it and just being there and then looking around and allowing myself to see something that makes me happy. It's a, it's a very subtle thing, and I don't know if I'm explaining it well enough, but it's almost like um, the best way I can describe it is instead of trying to make myself be happy to avoid feeling directionless, it's like just being directionless and just sitting there and being that and being okay with that. And then... Also, letting myself in that moment look at things and experience things that feel good. And to me, this is kind of cracking the nut of something that I've really been um, the subtle nuances of something I've really been trying to understand within myself. And so my question to you, if you're tracking along with any of this, is, um, well, first of all, if you, if you don't know what makes you happy, um, if you don't know what feels good to you, um, I encourage you to explore that because for me, like in that period of 2018 to 2020, looking and exploring and experimenting with what that was, was so 
life-changing. It was so good to be able to give myself permission to do that and and to give myself permission to to look at like does this feel good? Does that feel good? Does this feel good? Does that feel good? And then let myself do things that felt good, you know, let myself do it and practice that feeling and practice, you know, that experience. Um, that was very useful. But then also, once I kind of learned how to do that, um, it's like, having the courage to let myself feel whatever I'm feeling, having the courage to let whatever awareness come up, comes up to come up. It's kind of like what I was talking about in my art and my painting that shows me this, like I can be in a painting and I can be working on it. And, and, and then suddenly, and I kind of think, you know, it's going in a direction that I like. And then I, I, I'm not feeling good about it. Something just doesn't feel good. And, um, if I try to just kind of like make it more perfect the way it is, um, and, and keep going on that same path and fix it, it does not work. It just gets worse. It just feels worse and feels worse. So in those moments, what I've learned to do is just let it be, what it bees, which in that moment is, it doesn't feel good and I don't like it. And I just let it be that. But then in letting it be that and letting myself acknowledge that and feel that in my painting, then I allow myself to kind of just tune in. Well, what would feel a little better right now? Like what would feel what would feel cool to do to the painting? Ooh, I'm like, I'm recording and I'm watching um, one, two, three, four, four, five V's of geese just flew over my head in front of my, well, not over my head, but over the, the sky, over the pasture in front of um, the mountain um, and in front of my office. They just all flew by me and that's, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love seeing that. Um, but uh, going back to the painting, letting myself just tune into that quiet, still voice that might be like, well, maybe try this other color or maybe just, you know, add this line here or maybe completely change it from one thing to something else. And it can be really scary to do that. Um, it can be really scary. But what I found is that each time I listen to that little voice when I'm painting, that little voice is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that little voice, I now know how to listen to more. And I feel like there's a parallel between my painting and my life related to this, because it's kind of like the same thing. It was kind of like the little voice in me that was sitting here today, just sitting, you know, waiting to finish my smoothie, just kind of feeling kind of blah. And I'm like, I'm going to go to Michael's, but I'll drink my smoothie first and then I'll go. Um, and then just sitting there and then, you know, kind of looking around and, you know, and then realizing like, 
just kind of looking around at my office and taking in how much I appreciate that my office and my studio felt really good and looking at the paintings that I had done and that they felt really good and it was this little voice that said what feels good you can tune into that you can tune into that not as a way of getting away from that which didn't feel good I think that's the key is that that which didn't feel good and that which felt just kind of directionless I just let myself feel that I let myself be in that and just be okay but then it's like I also just let myself kind of like settle in and relax and look around and look at things that felt good to me. And it's this really kind of tricky sense of timing because I think if I had tried to focus on something that felt good, you know, like I'm going to look at my paintings, it's going to feel good. So I don't feel not good about feeling directionless. I wouldn't have the same experience that I did. It was like making peace with what I was feeling and being okay with that. Just being in that, fully feeling it and being okay with it and letting it be and letting it be okay and sitting there, um, but nurturing myself while I did it, you know, letting a cat come on my lap and I had my journal, I was going to maybe write a few things down, but then I couldn't because the cat was on my lap and whatever she she was taking my attention and I couldn't do that with the journal, but that's okay because she was purring and it was just feeling so good. And then I looked at the painting. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, understanding what I'm talking about, but really I think the message that I'm trying to communicate that is one that was so clarifying for me to, to kind of, have click into place today is this idea this practice of just knowing how to focus on what makes me happy knowing how to give myself permission to do that because for a long time I didn't know how to do that um, but knowing when to pull that tool out not pulling that tool out to get away from whatever I'm feeling that doesn't feel good. And what I find is that when I do that, it's like, it's almost like the energy in me just settles. It's like the energy in me just, it just allows me to be me. Uh, an image that just kind of came to me in my mind that may help you or may help me illustrate this is, have you ever, um, have you ever sat down maybe to meditate or just to, just to kind of breathe and relax? And have you ever kind of like, as you do it more, you kind of notice maybe that in some part of your body, you have been holding it really rigidly and you had no idea you were doing that. Have you ever had that happen? I know I've had that happen with me. Like I'm sitting down and I'm breathing and I kind of feel like I'm relaxing. And then suddenly I realize my entire arm or my shoulder or my leg or something has been incredibly tense the entire time, but I had no awareness of it until that moment. 
I had no awareness. And then suddenly I can be aware of it and I can be like, oh my gosh. And then just kind of like let that part of myself relax too. I think this is related to what I'm talking about. It's like in that, in that relaxation, um, it's letting myself relax and letting myself just be that lets me just be relaxed and just be synced into myself that then allows myself to become aware of where I am not relaxed because I had no idea I wasn't where I was holding tension that I had no idea and it's kind of like in this letting it be space then I can let more of me be as well and have more awareness of a part of myself that I was feeling tense um, and allow that to relax. I'm hoping this makes sense. I know this is maybe very conceptual. I'm trying to give examples, but I'm sure this is something I'll probably talk more about as I come to understand more about how to how to maybe talk about it um, because I feel like this balance has to do so much with, uh, I think it has to do a lot with our creative expression. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with our, our beingness out in the world, like what we be um, what we put out there to the world, what the world sees, you know, as our as our overall energy output. Um, and also, I believe that it has to do with our bodies, um, you know, our bodies, because think about like what I was talking about with the relaxation, like um, so many times we're not aware I found this where we're just not aware of what we're holding in our body it, it, because we've learned really not to listen to our body. That That's, um, I think there's a lot of that that I've grown up with certainly and I, I, I see it out in the world a lot um, where we're not listening to our bodies and our bodies have a wisdom that is really valuable. Um, and it relates to our health and how we regulate our own energy and our own, you know, empowerment, really, our power, which is our energy. How do we manage it? And so um, getting back to the art illustration, the art example, I feel like it's like the more I listen to myself, the better my artistic and creative expressions have come. Because the more I listen to myself, the creative and unique self that is me, the more empowered I am. And the more empowered I am, the more free I am to be me. And that creates things that I believe just kind of like work in concert with our souls, our deepest, highest self that is, um, 
just has such a magic to it and a, and a beauty. And I find that my work, when I tune into this, that's what creates the work that really speaks to me. And it seems to speak to other people as well, much more than when I'm when I've tried to paint something and I'm, I'm trying to get it to look a certain way and be a certain way to look exactly like some certain kind of thing. And it's almost like I'm trying to make it into something and I'm not listening to myself and I'm not listening to myself. Instead, I'm talking about the opposite, that the more that I find, that the more I listen to me, the more I tune into me, the more I allow myself to listen to my heart, listen to my feelings, all of them, listen to um, my mind with my thoughts. What are my thoughts telling me? Um, there's a lot of thoughts that I have that came from beliefs and kind of like programs that are not things that I per se chose but that I kind of kind of grew up by default following that I've had to learn to look at and say is this what I want and is this what I choose now and is this even true um, so my thoughts by looking at where my thoughts are can show me those things um, my thoughts can also show me other things like, well, what is it um, if I'm not operating by a, an old belief that is, you know, something by default given to me by somebody else and I'm doing something that's based on what I do or what I want, my, my thought can help me, my brain can help me do that more. Like, oh, go here and do this and do this and do this. So it's like working in concert with all these parts of me. And as I said, as I listen to all of the parts of me and I allow all of these parts of me, to me, this is what has created self-empowerment, empowerment and empowerment to me leads to um, work, like creative work and output, creative and artistic output that I find I really love after, you know, I'm done with them. And other people seem to resonate more with my work that is like that than, than my other work. And, and I believe that it also then, um, you know, affects just how I be in the world. Right? When I empower myself from within by doing these things, um, I go out into the world and I'm, I'm more at peace with myself. I'm more happy with myself. I don't need other people to be a certain way and I don't need them to do a certain thing. Um, and if somebody is having, you know, a bad day or whatever, I also don't take it personally in the way that I would otherwise. I'm able to look at what is them and what is me and maybe offer them support or kindness or, um, you know, uh, whatever. I used to word, use the word compassion, but I don't like that word now because I actually read that compassion implies a level of pity and I don't I don't think that that is accurate um 
I know that when I'm feeling bad, I don't want someone to pity me. I want someone to help, you know, support me. Um, so to me, it's about kindness and support. Anyway, words, 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 words. Um, I still use a lot of words. And I feel like what I love about painting is there are no words. <laughs> it's like there are no words. I just love it. I love it. Ugh. I love being able to express something that is just completely visual and yet it, I don't know, the abstract work that I do when I feel like I'm empowered, I feel like it, it communicates things, um, it communicates without any words, kind of like a song, I was listening yesterday to a song by Joshua Redman, as a, um, he's a saxophone player. I think, yeah, saxophone player. And uh, this one song I've always loved. And it's just all instrumental. There's no lyrics. But I've always loved that without any words, it tells a story. And I've loved the story that it tells. And um, I love creating, finding that I can create art that does that without words for myself at least. Um, but I still use a lot of words as I'm doing right now. So that is what I wanted to talk about today. And I'm going to end, I'm going to end right there on that note for today until the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Creating from the Inside Out, Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or resonated with what I talked about or you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to not miss any upcoming episodes. You can also share this information with anyone who also might resonate or benefit from this material. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.